white fucking pants and you wear flip-flops and you call them fucking flippies. I would rather go to the dusty African country chat than go to an open house and run by a guy named Chad. Hello and welcome. We are back. It is the Baller Lifestyle Podcast from theballerlifestyle.com. As always, I'm your host, Brian Beckner. Thank you very much for joining the program. Episode 113 of the show. Stoked you could be a part of what we are doing here. If you would like to get in touch with us, you can do so via email, mailbag at theballerlifestyle.com. As well, you can send us a voicemail, call us, share your voice with us, but be brief. 949-464-TBLS is the voicemail line. As well, I implore you to like our show on Facebook, The Baller Lifestyle Podcast on Facebook. Join us there. We make lots and lots of new friends there, and that is always fun. And subscribe to the show on iTunes. We are there. Share it with your friends. Let your friends know. We are growing by leaps and bounds, and it is because of you guys, you, the listeners, sharing. I got some people tweet me pictures of conversations they have on Twitter and Facebook and email telling their friends about our show, and so we appreciate that. We appreciate all of you. I appreciate our very own Ed Daly, who joins us now. Ed, how are you? I'm doing well. I, I have a couple things to bring up. Uh, first, I just finished listening to last week's show today, and I wanted to compliment you Which on... took you a week. Well, no, I got I got to most of it, and then I just didn't... I The, the, the fancy part oh at the God. end, I just didn't finish that. Yes. And I listened to it today, and I want to compliment you on the funniest moment in the history of the show. <laughs> what was that exactly? You and Kate tried to argue that spying on someone having sex was somehow news. I thought that was just amazing. <laughs> like you really and and like I and the words you were saying, and I I was kind of like just incredulous while while it was happening, so I didn't hear. And it was like, well, Ed, this isn't something you're into. Like invasion of privacy should be like an, a choice. Like, well, yeah, that's not my thing, but that should that could be okay with somebody else's. Like, what? Uh, I mean, that I don't know. Crazy talk. I mean, the the people that published the and I don't want to rehash this, right, but I right. will. The people that published the document didn't spy on anyone having sex. Okay, they exploited spying. Well, they and and pretended that was news. But they just wanted to point out. It's. it's I mean, ridiculous. I'm not. I, this wasn't up for debate. Like, of course, your position was ridiculous. That's no, not news. It's not no. news. It's of course it's news. We we live in an era where sex tapes make the news. Per, who, do you know who Paris Hilton is? Why? Because she had a sex tape. Do you know I, who, I'd prefer I don't. Kim, Kim Kardashian is one of the most well-known people in the world. Why? That was leaked. Because she had a, it was not leaked. That was intentionally she, leaked. That was that was sure. intentionally leaked. Yeah, but this they, is, Hulk Hogan didn't want it out there, and it's out there. And who published it is wrong. But the person that published it didn't make it. Is the right. point? Well, listen, and, that's that's the whole thing. 
And we you have can, something in this you can country have an opinion on called this. freedom of the press. That's a bullshit thing. This is invasion of privacy. Not by the people who published it. Of course it is. They're no, they didn't. No, 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 no. Listen. They acquired some, it and they published it. That is fucking so, news. So it is the news. You're to spy on people and make it news? No, 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 no. You're, you're equating the spire with the publisher. That's two different people. Is, 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 is it marketed to me? Do I care? No. But the... the no. The people that published the information didn't steal the information. They didn't obtained. make the tape. It was illegally obtained. But there's plenty of things that are illegally obtained and still get published because they're news. That's not news. Anyway, we're, we're, we're arguing right and wrong. So what what's more important is I think we need to discuss uh, a huge comedy loss this week. Gary yes, Shandling. Gary Shandling died. Like, to me, that is... I mean, to everyone, but like, what was a bummer is everyone really liked that guy. Yeah, he was a good dude. Like, you can hear people dying, and it's, you know, it's a loss creatively across the board. But when somebody, like, you know that everyone respects and you know he's done good deeds to people, like, it's, it's just a huge bummer. That was, yeah. he's, he's, he's like one of the kings. And obviously, like, Larry Sanders is, you know, half the TV shows now are kind of like that, like the sort of single camera thing. Like that, that's all, that's all shambling. Well, the whole like behind the scenes aspect I thought was right. just so, cause that's what people wanted to see. Like it was so ahead of its time. It's so interesting and just so new and fresh and still today is like not, there's nothing else like it. It was so good. And just like the, the rawness of all the characters and just, it, you know, it, it was like watching a documentary style show but it was scripted and what was cool is he was a guest host you know hundreds of times over the years for carson and you kind of knew that he was telling you the truth there like the insecurities of the writers the segment producers and obviously ed mcmahon like Hank right. Kingsley he, was he wanted to be this. He thought he should have had a bigger role. Like he wanted he was, to be the star was, of the show. And like it, just in case they were, you know, it wasn't him. He was taking every endorsement request, which Ed McMahon, like, I mean, he was on every ad and he had the publisher's clearinghouse. Like he was the, the endorsement whore. Like it, it was amazing. Hank Kingsley. And he even did Hey Now, which was close to Heyo. Like, right. Everything. It was amazing. Totally. Uh, great character. And just so many talented people came through there and, and uh, Shanling nurtured so many people and was so re- well respected and like tragic death when you find out that he felt sick the night before and had a, had a doctor buddy of his come over to check on him like if only he'd gone to the hospital maybe you know I don't know what he died of it and sounds did, like a heart attack and didn't he like fade mid 911 call or something um, yeah, that's, that's the story. That's yeah, how so the story like, went. Yeah. Uh, okay. Emails. Yeah. Guys, I happen to be watching old YouTube videos of the Chicago Bulls of the nineties. As I saw the Bulls begin to celebrate their 1996 title over Seattle on father's day, I couldn't help but be annoyed at damn near irrelevant role player. Randy Brown as he tried to take the ball from Jordan as he was celebrating his first NBA title since returning from his gambling suspension. I mean, first retirement after his father had been killed. Yes, I get it. MJ was and still is an insufferable dick. 
But what? But that was an underrated moment of douchebaggery in sports history, and Randy Brown should be ashamed of himself for that. Just let him have his moment. What say you guys, Kevin, near DC? P.S. You guys should need to shoehorn something about tattoos in every pop culture segment from here on out for no other reason than for us to listen to Fancy say tattoos in her native accent. Yes, people like her accent. Yeah, she goes, she goes soft tea on the tattoo. Yeah, tattoo. That's, that's tattoo. how they pronounce it, tattoo. Um, I don't. I don't remember Randy Brown. I'm gonna take. I, I, yeah, he. I was, remember he that was title. Really, like if if I had to guess without looking at his stats, he was like a three point a game, two point a game kind of guy. But yes, but like that move, I. I Jordan's had plenty of uh, exposure. Like I, I don't have as big of a problem as I remember when Dwayne Wade won the title with Miami and Shaq at that point was a fat right. role model, right. fat role, uh, role player. And he grabbed the MVP trophy so he could hand it to Wade. Like he grabbed it from David Stern to hand yeah. it to Wade. Yeah. And that, that was a douche move because it was like, well, I'm the star bequeathing right. this on you. It's like, Wade just carried you to the finals. Like right. you, you were just a guy on the team at that point. Yeah. He was, he was bequeathing the, you know, that's the the NFL or the NHL has this figured out. There's a hierarchy, and they mm-hmm. you get to you get to hold the cup in order of your importance to the team. So the Who, captain, like, how does that play out? They just like, know. They just know, like they're handing it, and then slowly it goes to the the guy. Right. Everyone knows because it's just there's such a hierarchy in that sport that it get the captain gets it, and then he decides who gets it next, and then they and then they go down the list in order of importance, and then you get to those third line oh, guys. The most the most important guy gets it first. You're saying right. I, I didn't know if they worked their way to like the picture, and then the, the guys got it. No, no, no. The, the the well, I don't. I'm, I'm not talking about the how it go. Like everybody gets a oh, day with you're, you're, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that just gets scheduled, but it, it's probably similarly. Like it starts with the captain, but when they when they ha- when they hold a, hoist the cup on the ice, the captain gets to pick it up and then they hand it down the line in order of importance of your contribution to the team, which is a pretty good system. Two two things that reminded me of the whole like Randy Brown thing though is it reminds me of a good stand up line from Hannibal Burris where he talked about he won an Emmy. But he was on the writing cast of Thirty Rock, and he's like, which is kind of like when Jawan Howard won a title with the Heat. Right. <laughs> he's like, I, you know, I'll talk about it when it serves me in a conversation with a chick. But like, I didn't really win that that Emmy. Uh, I just I heard someone you bring up Jawan Howard, mm. who played a long time in the NBA. But he I might heard, still be playing. I think he's he's out of the league, and but I only know that. Because someone, I heard someone talk about it earlier this week, and when I heard them discussing it, they somebody went and looked at Jawan Howard's career earnings. Would you like to take a guess at what Jawan Howard made in his career in the NBA? I mean, the weird thing about him is I don't know. Maybe with the Bullets, he was actually like a good player, right? But overall, he was a role player. He had so, yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say I mean he played for like the '93. Let's say he played from '93 to 2014. Or you're 15. pretty you're pretty close. '94 '95 season to 2011 2012. Okay, 17. I'm gonna say he made seventy million dollars. You 
are pretty close if you were trying to get to half of his career earnings. Because Jawan Howard made $151,465,000 in his career. So, so did he hit like – like what? I just don't even remember him being like all star. Maybe with the bullets, like maybe one year when they were like shorts and power forwards. But like yeah, he, he was not. He was never like uh, a guy. One all star game. Yeah. Um. What's what else? And those. Um, I mean, those last years. He. He. I mean, he must have been veteran. Veterans minimum for the last dozen years of his career. Nineteen ninety five, ninety six. He was fourth in the NBA in field goals missed. Ninety five, ninety six. Good year for him. Ninety five, ninety six. Also third in the NBA in turnovers. Who's giving him the, the ball that often? Uh, that's a, well. That's a good question. He was a young player then, but he really, he really racked out. He got a contract like in the middle of his career. Like somebody maxed him out because ninety seven, he made eleven million dollars. Ninety eight, thirteen, ninety nine, fifteen, two thousand, sixteen, two thousand one, two thousand two, eighteen point seven five, and two thousand two oh three season with the Dallas map or with the Denver Nuggets, twenty million six hundred and twenty five thousand dollars. Twenty million. I I bet One there's not, not even not even Nuggets fans can remember a highlight of him on that team. No, no. I wonder. Yeah. Well, that's crazy. Uh, but, but yeah, I, I mean, I kind of agree. I kind of agree with, was it Kevin that like, yeah, Kevin near DC. He's he's one of our black listeners. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. One of our favorite listeners. You mean? Yes. Uh, but stay in your lane. Yeah. In, in the, in the hockey analogy, Randy Brown is like the backup goalie. Like you get, you get to hoist the trophy last you get to wear a ring. That's what you get to do. Right. You get you get to assuming you didn't sell it, you get to bequeath the ring to your grandkids someday. I feel like Randy Brown was a Sacramento King. That's what I can remember of him and like a scrub on the Bulls. Uh, you know, I don't like I don't remember him. I don't remember and I remember like Jason Caffey and Bill Wennington right. and like I remember the guys. But those guys, those guys got like real minutings. He yeah, was they played. the guy that got the last three minutes when, like, he averaged two points a game in 27 games where, like, they were already blowing people out, and it was like, all right, let's yeah. let's not get anyone hurt. Like, he was that kind of guy, if I had to guess. Garbage time guy. Okay, another second email. John and Fullerton, I'm not going to read this. I don't know. I don't, I don't know what is wrong with you. <laughs> I don't know what the point of this email is. I assume you want me to read this because you want the rest of the audience to know you're a disgusting human being, but I don't, I don't, I just don't even know how to process this. I don't know. And I think you're lying, by the way. I know you have a lot of sex, but this thing that you're describing that you did. He's just, he's, he's just going for the wow factor. I know. Right. And I know, I know you would be up to do this like I believe you that you would do this but the way you've described it there's no way that the woman involved allowed you to do this in the way you're describing I, I think you're over like you may do this this ha- this happens to some guys but by accident like the chick doesn't know her situation and so things happen and it, oh my gosh sorry I didn't know it was that time this is an accident yeah, you don't you don't 
you don't, you don't act, you don't do this on purpose. So no, I mean, you might do it on purpose, but the chick, the drama geek you're talking about that was so happy to have sex with you was not allowing you to do what you're saying you did. Okay. I'm just not buying it. I still like you. And I'll, I'll, I'll read, how about this? I'll read your hashtag rip five dog, because that is one we can all be sad about. Okay. But I, I love tribe. Yeah. I've got, you know, they didn't even have that many albums, maybe four or whatever. And then there are a million Q-tip guest appearances. Right. They had, I think they did maybe five albums, but, but like three main ones. Three, th- but there's I, three but that I, everyone knows. Right. But I even have the love movement on, on my phone. That, like I, their I, their I like last it. album. But, but the Facebook quotes about him, like, a lot of people going overboard because that was the only rap group they could name. And right. peop- I mean, the amount of times I, I read the same post that was, you know, you're on, you're on point, you're on point yep, five, right, or right. like something like that, like right. over and over yes. again. It's like, just tell me the song, just right. or the album. Just tell me any of those things. And like, they're not they're not getting checked around like they're not doing it. Right. And I just saw I saw that from like. No doubt, and I, I don't know. I, let's say I have 300 Facebook friends. I saw that post 70 times. Like, nobody's that into anything. And, like, the people who are cutting and pasting where they Google lyrics or something, like, that was one of those overboard. Too, it's, Q, it's, Q-Trip drove the bus for that band. Fife, like, from that documentary, the Michael Rappaport documentary. Right. Beats, Fife, rhymes, Fife, and life. Fife was the lovable guy that like he comes across as like he he seemed like a genuine great guy but he was he was just a guy with a cool flow and like he's know, a regular went, guy that was his people, thing people people went overboard with Fife I, he, I agree I was sad he, to hear he it. was he was self-deprecating which you don't get a lot of in rap music and I think that people liked liked uh tribe because they were sort of real you know they they kept it real and he he definitely embodied that where he wasn't like bragging about his gold chains and you know he's like i'm short um, right he was you know, just a guy but I and love he pussy. was great yeah but i'm just saying like the that was one of those things that like well that was one of the not i listened to scenario yes. when i was a junior in high school so i'll just cut and paste these lyrics that i find like that that was, was their hit yeah, I'm just saying that's yeah. that's the type of fan right. I was seeing. People, I was seeing a lot of people, people saw from the high video. school. That a lot of people from high school that are posting pictures of them at the Coldplay concert, and then right. this they're gonna they're gonna say rest in peace, five, five dog, you on t- you on tip, uh, you on uh, point five, like that kind of thing. Like, nah, I'm guessing you're just wanting to be part of the crowd. I didn't realize though that Tribe sort of spanned eras because i you know i thought it was like sort of of you know it's kind of a thing in for me in my late teens and early 20s that i listened to and that my friends listened to and i just thought that was kind of it like only people our age were into it but it seems like like i went to my gym that day and it's all young people there and they were playing they like had turned on the spotify channel of tribe and there were like people there that knew the song that were younger and I just I didn't realize that they sort of had that much reach. I thought they were more of a niche thing. If if I had to guess why, it would be that uh, Q Tip is like the favored 
guest right. guest like yeah. i mean really about every everyone who's anything in rap has has asked him to come on their album at some point so that's like, true so, so there's their re- relevance because yeah. q-tip yeah. has had like a ton of solo performances or, or guest appearances right that's uh nice. yeah interesting okay uh, another one. Hello, gentlemen. I would like to once again, a gay. Oh, Brian Freudian. Hello, gentlemen. I would like to once again say what a fantastic job you guys are doing and to congratulate you on your recent accomplishment. What would that be, you say? Well, it's like this. I was around the house listening to your podcast, just laughing and enjoying my day when the wife notices and comments, oh, Are you listening to Travis again? You see, she has been familiar with my participation with Travis Rogers now for a few years now and has grown to accept it as just those times when I get silly. Well, I mentioned to her that no, I wasn't listening to Travis, that this showtime ended earlier in in the afternoon, to which she says, oh, it's those other guys indirectly referencing TBL. So big ups to you all for boosting your Q rating. As far as my wife is concerned, to the level of one of the minor Avenger characters or even Chandler Parsons. Your marketing efforts have not gone unnoticed. Congrats. In appreciation, I would like to give back to the show with some content, which is a possible new segment I like to call Daily's Choice. It is a simple game of questions for Ed. The rules are simple. Ed is at his favorite bar. He decides to sidle up to the urinal between two people. He wants to check out the equipment of both, but only has time to choose one before they both walk away, never having another chance to see again. Who does he choose? Make your choice after each grouping. 1. Gary Coleman versus Hitler. B. Sam the Butcher versus Elon Musk. 4. Johnny Depp versus Brian. Once again, keep up the great work, writes a bill. Writes a bill. This is a fantastic game. Very, very good game to come up with. I, I commend you for that. Unfortunately, your choices are pretty weak. Number one, the first one, Gary Coleman. I'm, I'm going to guess, Ed, and you can tell me if I'm right or wrong. Number one, Gary Coleman versus Hitler. That's a pretty good choice. That, that would be a tough one to pick. But you're Ed Daly. Like, of course, you're going to pick the 80s sitcom well, giant, Gary of course, Coleman. Of course, for a couple of reasons. One, we already know Adolf had a weird dick. Yes. But, you know, there's a fascination with black guys. That's right. There's a fascination with little people. That's true. Like, what kind of heat is a little guy pushing if... If he's also a black guy, there's there's a lot yes. going on. Like, yes, I, you got to know. I'm actually really – I hadn't thought about this. I'm really curious about Gary Coleman. So if anyone like is in the exhuming business, let know, us know. Let us know because that could be interesting. I Well, I've, I think I've talked about on the show the one Christmas porno I saw when I was younger that had a, a male midget, mm. uh, a an elf playing an elf, shockingly. And he had a normal sized dong. He was a midget human, Which, but he, if he did not have a midget dong. If you're normal size, if you're you've got a normal sized hog and you're a little person, then it looks enormous. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's right. all by comparison. Like Shaq probably has a huge hog, but on him, 
right. might look small because he's so massive everywhere else. Okay, I'll continue. Sam the Butcher versus Elon Musk. Of course you're going to check out Elon Musk. The guy's a fucking – first of all, Sam the Butcher is just a made-up guy. He's just a character on a show. No, you wouldn't even recognize him if he – assuming he's still alive, you wouldn't even recognize him in the bar. Elon Musk is fucking uh, one of the great geniuses of our time. Yeah, right? well, I, I, I go the other way in that Elon Musk, the dude is giving away patents. He's he's a genius. He's giving away his patents. Yeah. I would respect him. Oh, really? Sam, Interesting. Sam the Butcher, you know, I mean, I'm, you know, he's, I'm a fan of the Beasties from yes. Shake Your Rump. Like Sam the Alice Butcher the giving meat. Alice the meat. Yeah. Like, I want to know. Because Alice put up with a lot of shit. So I would want to know, like, yeah. the guy must be packing serious heat for her to put up with all that shit. Also, he's a butcher. Like, that's that's a trade. He's, he right. he knows how to cut meat. That's usually manly a guy. Manly man. Yeah, he's a manly man. He's probably got a hog. Elon Musk, he, he's basically swinging it around every day. He's got to be packing mad heat. Yeah. And then number four, Johnny Depp versus Brian. I mean, I don't. Of course, he's going to check out Johnny Depp. Of course, <clears throat> he's. You know, Ed's welcome to have. I'll send him a picture of also, it right now. He's I'm, welcome I'm, to look at my dog I'm, anytime. I've I've <clears throat> said this before. I'm not in the business of checking out my friends. No, no like I'm not. This famous. is like this is like celebrity. Like you see a linebacker, you're like, well, what's going yeah. on? This is a superhuman. Brandon Spikes. Exactly. Pringles but, can. Yeah. He he did not disappoint. No, it was. I mean, yes. it was it was a, a double hand wraparound yes. kind of thing. Unbelievable. Okay, here's another one. Ballers, I have a candidate for a gay guest. A friend since the late 80s, he has read the entire histories by Will Durant. That, that goes way over my head. I don't even yeah, know what I don't, that means. I don't know what the fuck that means. <laughs> Thoughtful, talkative, articulate, funny. Sounds like he's trying to set us up on a date. Nicknames include Flashlight and Tripod. <laughs> I only saw an outline of it through Zuba's pants. I don't I don't know that's really a selling point we need for a gay guest. I should tell you that I have not cleared this with him. Let me know how to get him screen signed Andy in Denver. Andy, if we want to have your gay friend as a guest, we will let you know. Thanks for the uh thanks for reaching out. I just googled Will Durant. He was yes. a, a historian who wrote the story of civilization and died in 1981. Wow. So Okay. Might have to catch up on his writings. Yeah. Uh, okay. A couple of voicemails to get to. Our, our man, Kyle and Scani has reached out. Um, look, fired up, Kyle. He, yes, he is. He's sort of feeling himself. He's like really like he knows he's a bit of a star on this show. So he's <laughs> he may be reaching out a little bit too much, but I, I have to say I haven't gotten bored with him yet. So let's see what he has to say. Hey, Brian, what's going on? Hey, play that fucking voicemail. Come on, man, you got to do that. You wear white fucking pants, and you wear flip-flops, and you call them fucking flippies. Let's go. You're not very hetero when you say that shit. Play that fucking voicemail. Let's go. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean... Everything he said right there is absolutely true. I do wear white pants and flip-flops. And Kyle and Scanny, I think, was at the bar. He really, really wants me to play that voicemail. Might have been some PBRs involved. I think there were definitely some PBRs. And I'll just say this. I've 
I've recovered the voicemail. I have it. I haven't I haven't decided if I'm going to play it yet. The quality's not that great. So I'm I'm still thinking about it. Uh okay, and one more one more from Kyle and Scanny. He wasn't done there. He had a call back. I didn't check to see if these were back to back, which he's been known to do before cuz occasionally he has to practice what he says and hang up and then call back and then say a little bit more what? and then to get it to get it all out. Wait, this isn't this isn't this isn't what first take? No, well, these are, but in the past he's had, he's done a couple of practice runs. Okay. Here, here's the second one from Kyle and Scanny. Hey guys, Kyle from Scanny again. Hate to be a bitch ass fuck, but hey guys, I need a answer. What the fuck is dap or dapping or whatever the fuck that shit is? Sorry to call you guys twice, but I need an answer to this. Uh, okay. I, I, I barely know what this is. I'm shocked that the dab, as I believe it's referred to, hasn't made it to rural Wisconsin at this point. <laughs> it, it, I, I sadly know what it is, and it's just—is it, is it via your children? No, it's through sports. Yeah, fucking Cam Newton was doing it every two seconds. Yes, but it's it's a dance move. It it's, is. It's it's like a specific move. And in the context that you see it, there's nothing more, and it, there is a racial tone to it. There's nothing that black athletes seem to love more than have their old white coach dab. Yeah. Like they yes. they all celebrate when yes. some like or when the owner like comes into the locker room after and like come on dab and he does it and people <laughs> go ape shit and it's like why why is this a thing? Like because well, he looks like a clown. It's so stupid. Like it's it's you know. When you see, I I cannot dance. I don't care to dance. Like when you see a guy doing a funny touchdown celebration or during the NCAA tournament, like I'm I'm fine with that. Like see a guy do something cool, but this is like a specific choreographed like move that like they get people to do. It's not cool. It's it's lame. Um, my kids think it's real funny because it's like it's like the Dracula sneeze move right, where you like right, right. you put your face in your elbow in the crook of your elbow and then you kind of stick the other arm out i didn't i wasn't aware of it till like this weekend and it, it's part of that stupid song the that's you know like a year ago the whip nene song oh, like, see i don't know that i, don't I know, know it just because like the kids in school will do it like i yeah. went to one of these kids birthday parties uh, yeah. where like the kids are doing it and like that was i think that was one of them like and now dab and they all do it and it's like oh, it's no. really dumb but like it's you know it's it's been a thing that that whip nene song was like from birthday parties last year so. i'm not i'm not a fan of of songs that require a specific dance i, I like to let it's, my freak flag fly it's, it's it's essentially the macarena right yeah it's yeah like, it's it's line dancing it's the it's the funky chicken yes the um the electric slide it's yeah, like all, all stupid the alley cat yeah, I don't. Done. I don't like. Uh, I I like to be able to mix up my dance moves. I like to do that. The guy shoveling. That's one I, of my moves. I prefer to not dance. Not I, not ever. A lot of times, I'll do the thing where I like lasso. I I do an invisible lasso out to the middle of the dance floor, and then I and then I I pull the the rope to get the person to come over to me. That's one of my moves. And I don't know what song that goes to, but I was told I, I, I still look like it. I'm churning butter when I dance, so I stopped dancing. Well, I'm I'm told I'm told by people with agendas, people that might join us on this show later, that I make a certain face when I dance, and now I'm very very 
self-conscious of my white, dance face. It's white, like the white man's overbite. It's kind of like the white man's overbite, but it's I, I, I get you it. You don't like, dance with your hands over your shoulders, do you? I, I don't think so. I, I mean, I might sometimes. I might, sometimes well, then, I'm. Yeah, yeah. Well, then you're definitely gay. Well, sometimes I might raise the roof. Uh, so you're gay. I'll put well, the cool. but then but then I'll flip it on people and I'll like push down I'll push down the roof I'll start by wow. raising the roof and then I'll go no so no, no no I'm not raising the roof anymore this, I'll push do it you, down Do you take a time machine to 1996 when you do these? No, I still or? do it. I still do. Because I, I, uh, the push push down was like spring of 96. <laughs> yeah, but all my you don't understand that's all that's all where my dance moves are from. Like I don't, I haven't learned any new ones in in the last twenty years. I got I got the stable of dance moves. Occasionally, I'll just break out and start doing push ups so, on the dance so, floor. So if you're doing that, then go with the white man's overbite because really, it all fits. It all yeah, goes together. It all fits. Yes. It's all in the not cool genre. Yeah. Well, being good at dancing, you don't want to be good at dancing. Like that's the last thing you want to be good at as a heterosexual man. If you get Here, out there and you what, start dancing and you're good again, at it, that's a problem. Again, I don't. I don't want to seem racist, but I'm totally. If you're a white guy that's good at dancing, it's off-putting. If you're a black guy, like very maybe, much so. Yeah, like yes. maybe you're just cool. Like I, I don't fall when I see like an athlete that's like dancing and it seems like he's he's all right at it. Like I don't fall to when I see a white guy, it's like something's off. Something's it, of just course. not working. And I don't want to be racist, but if you're if you're a black guy. I already know you're good at dancing. Like I don't need you. Don't need. I just assume. Like, hey, right. this guy's got rhythm. He knows what's up. He's cool. Uh, yeah, okay. we're, not, we're not saying Jimmy the Greek stuff. We're just saying no. like complimentary right. stuff. Of course. Uh, okay, Ed, what is going on in the world of sports? Okay. Well, uh, during an interview last week. Gonzaga stud Kyle Wilcher revealed some troubling information about former Gonzaga star and horrendous NBA player Adam Morrison. He's an apocalypse apocalypse guy. Oh, my God. And Wilcher was asked if he'd compare himself more with Morrison or Christian Leitner, and Wilcher immediately chose the latter. Uh, The guy is fully equipped if there was an apocalypse He's got food stashed away, everything. Oh he could God. survive anything, guns, everything. He's got a bunker, everything. I don't think I could compare myself to him, so I'm going to go with Christian Leitner. He thinks something's going on with politics or something, because if you ever ask him a political question, he'll give give you a great answer, Wilcher said. He thinks everyone is corrupt, basically. Oh, no. Brian, I've got, a, I've got a really tough if for you. Yeah. If you were forced to be stuck in an elevator for six hours with Will, Jada, Jada and the kids, or Adam Morrison, who would you choose? Wow. Well, the Smiths, there's four of them. Right. Which you can look at two ways. It can be good or a bad thing. It can be good or bad because they're going to take – a lot of you're not going to have all four of them talking to you. There's a good chance that they split off into twos and they just talk to each other. And maybe that's the hope. You know, a lot of times I have my phone and I, I'll have my headphones in my pocket and I could just like I could start listening to the love movement by Tribe Called Quest. I just right. put it in my ears and just right. be like not involved. Adam Morrison, it's just you and him. 
And he, I don't think Adam Morrison. No way he has a smartphone. No way. <laughs> well, no, because it gives you cancer and it's probably stealing his thoughts and stuff. Like he doesn't. Right. He, he, That's he, surveillance. That's surveillance. Yes, he's the NSA. The NSA. He might have a flip phone. But, the, but, he, but yes. consider the Smith, Pinkett Smith family's need for attention. Well, that's the other thing. They're gonna they're going to get in the way of you and your phone. Just they, know that they might start trying to entertain me. They'll be like, right. "Oh, what are you listening to there? Oh, have you do you oh, yeah. do you remember my album Big Willie Style?" And then they and then they break in <laughs> like Jada starts beatboxing, <laughs> and and then summer, 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 and then, and then Will starts rapping like whatever. Like parents just don't understand. Rap, yeah. And and the two kids are like, do they have a choreographed dance that goes to the song? Yeah. So I'm oh, like, yeah. go- they're doing the Running Man where he's going in West Philadelphia, yes, born yes. and raised. So I am <laughs> going to reluctantly choose Adam Morrison because I Ed. Right. I think you're right. Ed, bonus fact: Adam Morrison is a diabetic. If he were stuck in an elevator without his insulin, it probably and say he hadn't had a candy bar, say he hadn't monitored recently. So you're saying you only actually have to do about an hour and a half with him. Well, he's there's a good chance he's going to slip into a diabetic coma. <laughs> so I, I, I'm going to take my chances with my headphones and Adam Morrison. Good question. Uh, you know, you know who I don't want to be in an elevator with. Super Bowl MVP Von Miller. No, you don't. <laughs> so uh, Von Miller is on the new season of Dancing with the Stars. And word on the street is his dancer is none too pleased with this behavior. His partner, Whitney Carson, has a big complaint. He won't stop farting. Wow. In an attempt to get Miller to stop farting during rehearsals and probably during the show, she's announced that she's going to start fining him 100 bucks. Every time he lets one fly. Quote, I'm going to be so rich by the end of this, she joked. Brian, what would be a worse fate? Being forced to dance with Von Miller or being forced to watch an entire season of Dancing with the Stars? I've never seen, well, I've never seen Dancing with the Stars. I couldn't imagine anything worse. As a matter of fact. I've seen commercials and there are a lot of sequins. I, we were watching something DVR'd last night okay. and it ended and when it ended, it reverted back to the regular TV, which must have the last thing I watched was ABC because right. it was the beginning of Dancing with the Stars. And it was like a whole number. It looked like, reminded me of Solid Gold. Like they were all coming out doing like a dance to a song, like the, of the whole group of them. And, it and just how crazy, looked- Von Miller's already on it. Like he, his season yes. just ended and like. He he must be insufferable if there's, he needs to be yeah, on the air already. There's two NFL guys on it. I, I, I was shocked by that. Um, this Von Miller has a problem. Ed, he was fined by the Denver Broncos for also because he could not stop farting in meetings. Really? Yes. He's a well, he's a serial farter. And I'm not saying that you you know there's a time and place. But I've just Googled his dance partner, Whitney Carson. Yeah. And she's pretty fit. This is not like if you're gonna if you're gonna hold in your gas around somebody, this would be the kind of person you would want to keep that inside. You know, you would want to present a certain image around a woman that looks like this. 
And oh my goodness! Yes, and I, <laughs> I just googled her myself. This Von Miller is a maniac. I feel I feel like he needs to be seen by a professional. Like there's oh, no. there's no one that should be releasing this much gas on the regs. But when I googled her, they show a bunch of former partners, yeah. and now I know why Von Miller doesn't feel a problem with farting. Her previous partner was Alfonso Ribeiro. <sighs> So he's like, wow. you know what? I can just I can fart at will, and it's not gonna matter. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. Uh, yeah, he he needs to get looked at. He need he needs some help because there's no one that should be releasing this much gas. And maybe it's maybe he's drinking too many of those protein shakes. I don't know. It's it's a diet situation. The protein shakes do have a have a problem. They really, yeah. It's one of those things, and um, you know, he's. Uh, he needs to get it looked at. He needs to get that situation taken care of. Yeah, he does. Uh, Ed. Yeah. Something we need to get taken care of. True to Texas. Mm. That's a phrase that a lot of distillers are throwing around down in the Republic. And it turns out that most of them are full of shit, just like Von Miller. Right now, there is a boom going on in Texas distilleries, Ed. Suddenly, the Republic is producing everything from vodkas to gins to whiskeys to rums. And many of those are calling themselves true to Texas. That's because everything from Texas is better, Ed. Just ask a Texan. (laughs) But are they really? There's really only one way to know if what you're drinking is really made locally. Grab your bottle of Herman Marshall and take a look on the side where it says, Distilled and bottled by Dallas Distillers, Inc., Garland, Texas. Our friends at Herman Marshall Whiskey are as local as it gets, Ed. People talk about eating local. You should be drinking local, too. Herman Marshall Whiskey is real, and it's 100% Texas. Grab a bottle of their Texas bourbon, rye, single malt, or temptress. Next time you're at a local bar, restaurant, or spirits retailer, Herman Marshall, smooth Texas whiskey. Mm, well, we know what we like that's real. What's that? Herman, Herman Marshall. Of course. Not let's play some real or fake. Let's play we're some go- real or fake. We're going back to the Bible. Oh, I love the Bible. Got five stories. One is fake. You tell me which one it is. Okay, from the vibe. These are Bible stories. All real except for one, which is fake. One. If you mock male pattern baldness, you will be mauled by wild animals. Two. That's fake. (laughs) Pull out method will get you murked by God. What's murked? Murdered. Murdered, okay. Uh, Three. David needs to find a hundred foreskins if he wants to marry Saul's daughter. Four. Abraham needs violin music to procreate with Sarah. And five. Give Jesus figs or he will kill you. There's no way violins were invented in biblical times. That's a that's a modern convenience. Right? Also, what was the first one? That sounded fake. Give me the first one again. First one is, if you mock male pattern baldness, you'll be mauled by wild animals. I feel like that's real, and it's just the way you've 
presented it that makes it seem fake. I'm going with the violin thing. It's bullshit. Okay. Well, the first one, Kings 223. One day he was minding his own business, making the Lord the long walk to Bethel when he was attacked by a roving band of children who tease him with the names like Baldhead. But Elijah was having none of this. He turns around and curses them in the name of the Lord, and instantly two female bears emerge from the nearby wood and maul all 42 children to death. Male bears. (laughs) Number two, the pull-out method will get murked by God. Genesis 33.8. Onan is uh, a bit apprehensive at first, but first goes through with this bizarre scheme to create a true heir. He begins to have sex with a girl, but at the last minute decides to pull out and spill his seed upon the ground. Gross. God is so irked, he decides to kill Onan, too. Uh, Sam, in the 100 foreskins, Samuel, 1825, if you want my daughter, you're going to have to find 100 foreskins by tomorrow. David finds this odd, but is so into the girl that he goes out and kills 200 men and collects their foreskins. It's only then he remembers he only needed 100 foreskins. Oh, man. What's like an overdoer. He, He bowls 15 frames for sure. Yeah. Do do you think he could have just gone to like TGA Fridays and ordered a couple <laughs> plates of uh, calamari and, and just I, use those? Yeah, and also I think the appetizers are all you can eat at this point. So yeah. he could he could have loaded up. Just yeah, just pay for, for like one plate ninety nine or something. <laughs> yes. Uh, Jesus, give Jesus figs or he'll kill you. Matthew twenty one nineteen. Jesus demanded a fig tree bear him fruit. Uh, however, the fig tree didn't respond. Because it was a tree, and Jesus, in an act of uncharacteristic rashness, curses the fig tree to death. And you were correct. You were correct. It was the violin. I, I whiffed on that one. Of course, there was no violin back then. I, I mean, I don't know. I, wait, it, there may have been. I should have just said music. But you, oh yeah, or, or, or a lyre, right? But or a harp. <laughs> I like that male pattern baldness. Killed that, that, 42 children for mocking a guy for being bald. I mean, would, yes, there there is a there is a teaching moment there. Like, kids, don't make fun of a bald guy. Like, some of you just statistically are going to have med, male pattern baldness. Yeah, yeah, it's just it just happens. Like, and wow, it's, it happens just, more. Just murdered 42 of yeah, them. Yeah, so fucked, so fucked. Also, I want credit. When we started The Real or Fake, I wanted to say that Von Miller, when we are talking about True to, Tex- True to Texas. Yeah. I wanted to say that Von Miller was from Texas, but I didn't. I didn't trust myself. An Aggie, right? Yeah, he, and I was like, I think he went to A and M, but I don't know about sports or anything. So I was like, I didn't want to like say it and seem stupid. So then I looked it up while we we're doing that game, and he did. Yeah, he went to A and M, so I knew that. I mean, they've, it's they've a sports got, thing that I knew. Kevin Sumlin, or maybe he wasn't even the recruiter, yeah. but like they get so many recruits, right? Yeah, but they're but, they're all, but all their quarterbacks have transferred this year, so yeah. something's gone wrong there, right? Too many, too too much of a good thing that happens sometimes. Yeah. Okay, Ed. Yeah. You have made, and we've talked about it already on the show, you've made no bones about your willingness to check the credentials of any man of some import who may have the misfortune of sidling up next to you at the urinal. Mm-hmm. But alas, Ed, you only record these images to your medulla oblongata. <laughs> your frontal lobe, Ed. <laughs> Unfortunately, if only Kristen Johnson had your same level of restraint. You see, Ed, she's a nurse in upstate New York. And while it may seem that healthcare professionals are more blasé about exposed dongs than you are, 
she was apparently so taken with one in particular that the mental Rolodex was simply not good enough for her. Whatever she saw, she simply couldn't be satisfied with regaling the other hairsprayed broads in the greater Syracuse area with tales of this patient's cock. So she made a grievous error and snapped a pick. That turned out to be a pretty big mistake as she was convicted of snapping a photo of an unconscious patient's penis with her phone last year and as such has had to surrender her medical license. Quote, Kristen Johnson agreed to surrender her license after pleading guilty to misdemeanor disseminating of unlawful surveillance photos. She was, practicing, she was a practicing nurse at Upstate University Hospital at the time. The conviction was the result of a nine-month investigation following complaints from her co-workers that she sent pictures of two patients via text message. Jeez. Ed, my question to you is this. Can it really be considered an invasion of privacy if the end result is everyone knowing you're packing a massive hog? <laughs> well... Yeah, if the, if the, if it's not an acorn. But she's not snapping a picture. Like no one's, no one's. You know, you see a little one, you're like, oh, poor guy. But the only one you want to record, like, oh my god, I've never seen one quite I like don't know. this. I'm, I'm afraid. I would be afraid that it would be me, and she'd be like, "Can you believe this guy's already been through puberty?" <laughs> I mean that that is that is a concern. I'm just not buying that she's texting around pictures of some guy with tiny. That's true. Junk. That's true because that's how you lose friends when they're like, yeah, she's the one who was selling, sending me those small dick pics. So yeah, <laughs> that's, right, that's right. Yeah, no, no one would be happy about that. They'd be like, me- all right, lose my number. Meanwhile, imagine this poor guy. He's you know he's healed from his hernia surgery or his knee replacement or whatever his. ACL tear and he's and he's got to walk around upstate New York with all his buddies going ah dude I'm sorry to hear that I guess real invasion of privacy like your that massive picture of your hog was getting getting texted all around the greater Syracuse area I I bet you're just so embarrassed and you'd have to pretend like ah man yeah it sucks such a bummer everyone everyone knows I got such big junk now it's I was really trying to keep that I was, a secret. I was trying to hide it, but uh, yeah, it's hard for me to sit down. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> okay, Ed, here's another one. You're, we're all familiar with the concept of being in the wrong place at the wrong time. <laughs> for instance, I was at a bagel shop 15 years ago at exactly the wrong time. <laughs> well... <laughs> Here's another instance of that. Mason Wells, he's 19, Ed, and he's a Mormon missionary who suffered a ruptured Achilles tendon and shrapnel injuries during the horrific bombing at the Brussels airport last week. Terrible. Thankfully for him, he was doing the Lord's work over there, and he wasn't killed. But it turns out that this isn't his first wrong place at the wrong time situation. Quote, the teen missionary had previously been impacted by other terror attacks in Paris and Boston. Quote, this is his third terrorist attack, Chad Wells said. That's his dad. Noting that he was with his son just a block from the Boston Marathon bombing. 
The old man went on to add that Mason also wasn't far from the Paris terrorist attacks last November. Quote, the way we got back on our feet after something like this happens is a true test of character, Chad Wells said. He was blessed significantly by God. We see a blessing by this, not a terrible curse. Seems like a glasses half full yeah. sort of situation to me, Ed. <laughs> Ed, two questions here. What time will you be meeting Mason at the gate when his flight lands in Newark so you can host him for a weekend of New York City sightseeing? And two, how depressing is it that someone named Chad is old enough to have a 19-year-old son? I was just thinking that. Who has a dad named Chad? No, no, no one's dad is called Chad. Your dad is called like Bill or Don. <laughs> if there's Jim. a Chad, if there's a Chad who's a dad, He's got a four-year-old, like maybe a, you know, six-year-old max. There's no Chad that has a 19-year-old. There's, low, around where I live, there's some fucking real estate agent called Chad. And he put and he puts up his signs and they just say, open house, Chad. <laughs> and I just, I'm like, so you got to show up and like do a beer bong before you walk in? Like, no, I'm, no one's listing their house with some bro called Chad. I would rather go to the dusty African country Chad than go to an open house run by a guy named Chad. Great point. <laughs> um, this guy, I mean, mission Mormon, Mormon, uh, Mormon missionary. Yeah. Like tough gig for those kids. If he's been in this many spots and he's only 19, right? Like his parents are like flat out monsters. He's fucking like Forrest Gump. This guy, like 14 years old. But yeah, if if he does have friends, and they're like, "Hey, what are you doing for the Super Bowl?" <laughs> you know, I think I'm gonna stay home. Ah, <laughs> uh, quiet night. You know, or I was gonna go out. I'm just, I'm not feeling, I'm not feeling well right now. Like next time you're in town, look me up. But like, I, I don't, I don't think I'm gonna be able to make it right now. Hey, you guys want to go to the movies? How about you? How about we see the same movie, but you go to that theater, that crowded theater across town, and we'll just see it at the local multiplex, and then we can talk about it after. But we'll you, you can call me. Yeah, I'm gonna wait for uh, for pay per view. I'm 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 gonna wait for on demand. I don't. I you know I don't like the crowds anymore. It's kind of not my thing anymore. This is this is not. I mean, poor kid. Thank God he's okay. But I. Yeah. His buddies are not going to want to be hanging Nobody out in any crowded places. <laughs> or it's like he gets married. Like, where would you like to go for the the uh, honeymoon? Let's let's just stay here. I'm yeah. I'm kind of a local gal. What you know? Why don't I just? I'm just. Why don't we just stay home? Like, not who needs not all where any nonsense. other people are. I'm not a big airport fan anyway. Yeah. No, de- <laughs> definitely. He should have to declare what flight he's going to be on so that. <laughs> It's like when somebody's die, died in a house, they have to let you know in case you don't want to buy a house where somebody's <laughs> died in recently. Right. Same thing. They're like, everybody, before you book this flight, you should know that Mason's yeah, – Chad, gonna- Chad's Chad's son. Chad's son Mason is going to be a- – <laughs> uh, <laughs> This guy almost got blown up. Poor kid. Yeah, but he didn't, so we can make fun. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Good for him. Without, without feeling bad at all. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah. Okay. Joining us now, everyone's favorite segment of the show. Not, it's kind of depressing when there's no Bachelor going on. I would like to be talking about The Bachelor right now, but unfortunately, there's no Bachelor happening. 
Of course, I'm talking about our our pop culture segment of the program, Fancy Pop, with our own, very own, Fancy Sauce. How you doing, Fancy? Hey, yo. Hey, Fancy. Uh, everything is going well here, Cato. Um, no life coaching this week. Guys, if you want to reach out, we have Kate on the show to help you with your relationship issues, with your That's right. sartorial concerns, any kind of life coaching you need. You can reach out to us, mailbag at theballerlifestyle.com. You know you guys have problems. Hit us with your questions. We will sort you out. Kate, what is going on in the world of pop culture? What is happening this week? Um, well, let's start with a sad story. Let's bum you guys out. I don't know if you talked about it already, but sadly... We touched on it briefly earlier, yes. Comic, Barry Shandling, died allegedly of a massive heart attack this past Thursday morning. Yes. Terrible. Terrible. cause of death has not been confirmed. Sounds like a heart attack. The certificate has yet to be signed, and apparently Shandling's primary physician refuses to sign the death certificate. Um, L.A. County coroner will launch an official investigation to determine cause of death, but it does sound like a heart attack. Yes, but why, why? What would be the reason for refusing to sign it? Because you you want an autopsy? Or? I, I think it said. I think that they had ruled. I think I read that they had ruled natural causes, and the coroner was kind of like, well, "No." It, was, it sounded like more of a procedural situation. Like he didn't really have enough evidence to call it that, and so before he signs the death certificate he needed some more um, okay. information apparently Shailene called 911 in the morning but felt yeah. unconscious during that awful just awful sad. just terrible and really like remember when you in the 80s when you were young mm-hmm. somebody died at 66 and you're like oh they had a pretty good run yeah. like that's a good life 66 is plenty old enough but people that is so young to die well, 66 is a, a vital time of life anymore. It's eerie when he did that Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee with yeah. Seinfeld. He talked about uh, Robin Williams killing himself. Yeah. And he said something like, and when when the, the announcer said 63, so young, I thought the only time somebody says so young and somebody's in their 60s is when they're yeah. dead. When they die, so yes. That's the only time you can be viewed that's as so, so young. Right. Um, yes. Terrible, terrible loss. And I thought Bill Maher did a nice tribute to him. Um, Conan did a great one. Also, yes. Um, where they just, you know, these guys were guys that knew him personally and just talked about what just what a sweet guy he was yeah. and, and what a giant of the industry he was. So. Yeah. Super sad loss. Yes. And a shocker, Howard Stern made the tribute about himself. But oh, he did? <laughs> it was good, but like, yeah, he made it. Fun. About an interaction they had with each other. Oh. Of course. Yeah, yeah. And how he felt about it. Yes, of course. But um, well, let's get on my sad story okay. out of the way. This is also a real bummer. Lamar Odom, who made a pretty miraculous recovery from overdosing on cocaine and sexual performance enhancers. Herbal Viagra. Um, in a Just use the real time, shit, Lamar. Yeah, he was seen boozing at an Irish bar early Easter Sunday morning, just hours before he showed up to church with the Kardashian family. Apparently, he arrived to Johnny O'Brien Pub in Sherman Oaks with a couple of guys just before midnight on Saturday and stayed until just around 1 a.m. on Sunday and ordered three Remy Martins. 
Hours later, was spotted at the church wearing the same sweatshirt, shades, and chain, holding a Starbucks cup. That's never probably not that's, a good idea if you're um, an addict and that's you've just escaped death. Never a good sign when someone's in the same clothes the next day. I would get. I thought you were going with. It's never a good sign when you're ordering three Remy Martins. Right, but is that that's it's, a cognac, isn't it? Yeah, yeah but that's it's disgusting to have three cognacs. Yeah, that's, that's a lot. Drink. Co- that's cognac's like a sweet whiskey. Like it's an after dinner. It's an aperitif, right? I don't. I'm not a cognac guy. I drink whiskey because I'm, I'm hetero. Yeah, I'm, I'm not into that. But yeah, that sounds like something you do at the end of a studio session. You don't. Yeah. You don't just go to an Irish yeah. bar and drink three Remy Martins. Yeah, no. Yeah, you you sip one. You sip one with a cohiba. Right. I get yeah. it. Well, I hope you, this guy obviously has some demons hopefully he can work you know normally i don't begrudge a guy for having a few drinks but this guy nearly lost his life to substances so hopefully he can turn it around he was a great laker yeah he was all right madonna madonna's crazy yes she is we never talked about her meltdowns ed ed what's in your life what what was the most fuckable madonna phase for you i'm thinking for me like a prayer Oh, you liked her like a prayer. I was a I was a Wasn't Vogue. She like all dirty and in jail in that one. Um, yeah, and she was like well. That that's the one with like the black Jesus. Yes. You know, there's like an interracial uh-huh. situation where yeah. she's like, I want to fuck black Jesus, and, and also express herself. Yeah, she was really pushing the um, bound. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. although I don't mind. I don't mind I True Blue era. What's the one? What's the difference? Well, Pop, Papa Don't Preach is when she had that horrible haircut. Yeah, the, sh- right? the short, yeah. I think that's the same era, the short blonde era. And wasn't Captain Lou Albano her dad in that? Or No, that was that's Cindy Lauper. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I didn't mind that. I didn't mind that. I didn't mind that. I, I wasn't really into early Zoftig Madonna straight out of the New York City club scene with the boy toy belt buckle. I needed her to mature a little yeah. bit. I like a mature woman. <laughs> Continue, Kate. Madonna was allegedly caught putting out fake parking signs in front of her forty million dollar Manhattan townhouse to preserve spaces. She did. She put the signs out. Yeah, apparently she posted quote tenant parking only signs, wrote a no parking warning in cement, and even painted the curb yellow in front of her Upper East Side. Oh, that is a thing. She was doing all of this. Is that is that a big like I know here Ed people do that at the beach where like they'll just put a sign directly in front of their house yes. where it's totally legal to park and, say no and it'll say no parking. Do I, I imagine in New York City that could be something people try to pull as well? People like Madonna. Well, I don't. I I can speak to Hoboken that I used to have a next door neighbor that had the handicap. If you have the handicap. Um, Placard si- signs. Yes, you get like front of your front of your apartment parking, and I used to size this guy up, and I was yeah. like, you know there what? There's nothing wrong with him. I'm not. I'm not seeing it. Like I'm not yeah. seeing enough. You know, oh. difficult labor movement. Is that he has a buddy who's a doctor? Right. You didn't. He didn't have a an injury enough for you, Ed. And it angered me. But I'm enough of a pussy that I was not right. going to call him. It didn't, it didn't he, anger he knew exactly where I lived. I, I can't. Right. Yes. I just also, Ed, it is Hoboken, and he could be what they call connected. Uh, he was the different old Hoboken. He was Boricua. 
Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Well, that different, that can different also crew, but not right. as not as scary. Yes, not as connected. <laughs> Got you. Not a member of the social club on right. Ethan Garden. I got you. Yeah. Uh, well, that is pretty fucked of Madonna to do. Also, what is she having a party? Like who? No, she just wants to be able to pull up outside but the cr- of her place. The craziest move is off. listen. People are selfish assholes. We've established. I mean, that's pretty much what our whole show is about. But the fact that this woman who has more money than God yeah. is doing this move herself tells that's me funny. she's crazy. Well, and also it's New York. You get driven. Like somebody drives up and leaves you at the curb. And then they go park somewhere else. I'm that's, sure she. That's true. Also, she doesn't need parking. No, I don't think so at all. It's, this is an interesting story. I might need to. I might need more information as as more becomes available. I do. I do like that. Well, Madonna. Her neighbor um, told on her. Um, I do like that Madonna was on stage in. I think in Australia, yeah, in Melbourne, Australia. and she she pulled some chick on stage and just pulled her titty right out of her top. Yeah. Just said, hey. There's a titty. Have a look at this titty. Because she's Madonna. She can pull out somebody's titty. I'm okay shows. with that. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, okay, Kate, what else is going on in the world of pop culture? Uh, what we always suspected has been confirmed allegedly in a new book that Kim Kardashian and her momager, Chris Jenner, deliberately leaked her now infamous sex tape to make her famous. Kim apparently signed a contract with Vivid Entertainment in 2007 to leak the sex tape she made with Ray J in 2003. The long, to a new book called Kardashian Dynasty by l- Ian Halperin. Long been the rumor, and supposedly that Ray J makes like 50 grand a month off that yeah, sex tape. And I've said this many times, where is the money coming from? I know, who's you can, who's you can buying I, it? I could find five different sites that post it in a second. Is it is it overseas? Mm. Canada? Japan? I, I would say Japan, right? Yeah. They're, they're into just stuff. into some stuff. Yeah. They're into some stuff over there. Tentacle stuff. Yeah. That Ray J's got and a Ray J, Ray J does. He's yeah. got eight octopus tentacles in right. one. Right, he does. <laughs> yes. I've never been more bummed out than watching that sex game. <laughs> I've never seen it. Like, even Tommy Lee steering the fucking boat was not nearly as bombing as that thing. Wow. That's crazy. Uh, what else, Kate? Okay. Well, on to celeb makeups and breakups. Yes. So. Oh, this. this week, I know what you're going to. This week, Jessica Lounds. Lounds? I don't I've never heard of this person. She was on the 90210 reboot. She's 27. Has admitted that despite her claim, she is not, in fact... Engaged to Saturday Night Live's John Lovitz, who's 58. It was just a prank to get the former 902 actress's new music videos and publicity. Did you say he's 58? Yeah. Yeah, she's 27, he's 58. How fucking old is this guy? That's the jarring information. Between them, it seemed um, like an unlikely pairing. So she was posting messages on social media claiming that she had an older Mr. Big, who she said was her sugar daddy. The best post, though, was accompanied with the proverb... Old cows like to eat young grass, and then wrote beside it, and I love me some old cows. That is so gross. That is so gross. gross. Because that 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 connotates an image, that connotes an image of John Lovitz chewing her grass, and that's not something I want to think about. I I think that's what is. 
has created the whole story yeah. is because people know what Lovitz looks like. He doesn't look like he's, a 58 year old man for one. He's hideous, but fucking comic genius. He's really, really those Saturday night live like characters under, that he did. Like if you yes. list, I, I, I don't remember the Rolling Stone list, but I bet he was nowhere near the top 20 and he should have been. He, he was really one of those unsung heroes. He was, he could just make a face Oh, Master Thespian was great. Right. What is a little shocking is that he was probably in his late twenties at that time. That is, I mean, there's no way that guy is 58. Yeah. Mid 40s. Yeah. He's 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 definitely 68. If he's 58 now, that would have made him like in his early thirties. I mean, he was on in like 86, 86. Yeah. Yeah. 30 years ago. Think about it, though. We all have a friend that can pass for 10 years older than they are. No, but I mean, love it. Jeez Louise. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's been 58 since he was 28. Good for him. She's talented looking. Yeah, but no, it was was a hoax. Oh, it's a hoax. Did we we get to that part? No, it was a hoax. Yeah, she's admitted that she's not, they're not engaged. It was just a prank. To get her new music videos of publicity. Well, she should have had to blow him for him to participate well, good, in the prank. Good for him anyway, because that's the type of guy that was. probably yeah. did cash in on some sort of favor. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, she, I would say she at least jerked him off, right, Ed? Yeah, as yeah. he did Master Thespian. Oh, that would be great. Next! Yeah, in the, while, while wearing the, um, the smoking jacket that he used to wear. <laughs> exactly, with the, with the pencil-thin mustache. Yes, excellent. Or maybe he agreed to be involved in hopes. Yeah, that he, he could get, get a piece. Something or maybe, in return. Or maybe he's trying to get with her mom. Maybe, maybe. she's got a hot mom. Maybe. Either way, that or guy grandmother. is fucking funny. Yeah, he was pretty funny. Okay, what else, Kate? Uh, the newest coach of The Voice. Are you guys familiar with the show? I this is another one of those things where I caught like three seconds of it while after another show had ended, and man, was it fucking awful! Oh, it, Michelle is show, Michelle watches that religiously. Is there, it the show that Gwen Stefani and Blake Shelton met on? Yes, there was some girl. There was some girl singing, and she was so fucking terrible. I couldn't I imagine anyone buying an album by this person. Anyway, I I agree. I agree that it's terrible. But these are the reality shows that at least I support because at least they're they're doing something. Right. I don't like they're when not they're just, just existing. They're just being assholes like for Big fame. Brother. At least they're at least they're doing well, something. I like the shows where they're being assholes. Yeah, yeah, you do. Yeah. Um, the newest judge is Miley Cyrus, and she was Oof. seen with her three point five carat engagement ring attending a New York Knicks game on Saturday night, Madison Square Garden. Not present was her on again. Fiance, Aussie actor Liam Hemsworth, who she previously had been engaged to prior to their breaking up. So they're back together. This, which is, a big <clears throat> this is the lesser of the two Hemsworths. Oh, uh, she, he's the stunt double Hemsworth? He, yeah, yeah, I mean, he's not the one that was Thor and right. in some of those bigger movies, but he still has a... But he's yeah, lesser. He's career. but he's if you said Hemsworth, the other ones the like Chris. more. You would say you mean Thor. You would right. you would Thor talk about the guy yeah. who was like yeah eighth on the call sheet in uh, in so, yeah. Hunger yeah. Games. Uh, well, good for them. I thought Miley Cyrus was a lesbian. I think she's a bisexual. She's not. Tell you what, she is very. Bad yeah, she's not very attractive. <laughs> yeah, and that's then, what she's not. Yeah. Francis Bean Cobain. 
Mm. And husband Isaiah Silver over. Twenty-three <sighs> year old Francis Bean has filed divorce, less than two years into her marriage. It's it's she, tough to mourn a marriage that you didn't know existed. Right. right. Also, She's nobody should get married at twenty-three. And something tells me that being raised by Courtney Love probably doesn't give you the best emotional. Yeah. Tools. How old? How old is she now? 23. 23. And, and so when, when did Cobain die? Kirk. 94. 94, yeah. She, so she was like an infant. Oh, so she absolutely didn't know him. No. no. Okay. <laughs> Not that he'd be a good dad. She, she was knows, a real asshole. She knows his bank account. She does know that. I mean, that's some serious wealth. Yeah. I mean, if you had to have your dad die, nobody wants your dad to die. But if your dad died and you never even knew him and you got 500 million bucks out of the deal, I mean, just some people's dads die and they were assholes that's right. and they didn't have any money. That's right. So that's right. When, when my dad dies. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and that's going to be after a full life of knowing right. him. Right. <laughs> like, is it, is it going to leave you a half a bill? I mean... I I would I'd say the upside is in the teens or twenties. <laughs> like maybe I'll get thirty bucks. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> could be worse. Uh, is that it, Kate? Yeah. It just also a special R.I.P. mention to Tripod Quest member Malik Isaac Taylor, aka Five Dog, who died of diabetes related yes 45 yes malik the five foot freak um yes that i'll be honest i didn't realize like when he would rap about being malik i was i was always like is there another guy in this fucking band that i don't know of well like i don't know appearances too like that's that's the the problem with rap too. You you're never sure who's sometimes sometimes jerobi's there sometimes he's not right and it, and uh, and what's his name went to be a chef, like while they were, they were a right, so a confusing band. during the yes. documentary. They talked about like, yeah, he just left to be a chef. He yes. was like he was cool with being a tribe, but like he wasn't ready to wait for the next album, so he went and to culinary school. I'm out. Unbelievable. That's an interesting choice. Uh, okay, outstanding job, everyone. Ed Daly, fantastic work as always. Congrats us. I'm sure you guys are great. Kate McManus, once again. That's pretty good. Bringing the heat. Oh, Kate. Somebody in an email earlier said we should um, always try to bring up the subject of tattoos during your segment. Tattoos. Yeah, because because you say it in Australian. You have an Australian accent. Wait, Kate, you didn't answer. What's... What's the the power alley of Madonna? Oh yeah, what's her what's her best phase? Not not music. Mm. No, then when, when's she the most fuckable? Long pause. It's Vogue era. That's Marilyn Monroe, Madonna. Yeah, I don't know. I was I connected to her like a virgin. Right, right. but you didn't want to bang her. Her who's that girl? Oh yeah, who's that girl? Yes, sure. Yeah, get it. Gotcha. I like that little gritty. Yeah, yeah, a little dirty, little naughty. Yeah, straight out of New York. You know, she had to and seemed a little 
insane. She she had to get people to listen to those demos. She she had to do things. She right. she hustled. hustled. Yes, yeah. she did. She hustled. Wow! Wow! Outstanding. Okay, okay, everybody. Great job. Until next week. For a daily for Kate McManus, I'm Brian Beckner. This has been episode 113 of the Baller Lifestyle Podcast. We will see you next week. Goodbye.